Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay, what do you got? All right, so a neighborhood in L.A. County is furious over the recent filming of the movie, Fast and the Furious, but it's not just the filming, also the imitators that are staging real-life stunts right outside their homes. Oh, no. Now, plans are being made for a protest in Angelino Heights tomorrow. The demonstration is going to bring together anti-street racing groups and homeowners of the neighborhood because residents are worried about cars potentially flying into their houses or hurting their kids or wannabe racers that are screeching their tires at all hours of the night. They're also frustrated with the parking situation created when the big movie trucks show up. So hmm. all of these things are why there's a protest planned there tomorrow when crews return to do more filming. So that is what you need to know. You know what time I, the protest is? I don't. It just says that it's planned for Angelino Heights tomorrow afternoon. Okay. The reason I ask is because you and I are going to go get pedicures tomorrow before we do the live broadcast at Hollywood Park Casino. Mm-hmm. But if we could make time to go be part of the protest, perhaps we would go hang out there too. Sure, I'll check it out, Cap. I'll try and find an exact time of the okay. protest. I mean, do we want to protest this? I mean, I guess I understand why people would be mad about that, but then again, like, we live in L.A., there's people filming movies around here all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, but that's kind of one of those things It's like, oh, God, here come all these cars that want to race down our streets because this is the street in the Fast and the Furious. That could be dangerous. Kids are outside can't, playing. Can't they just put those bumps in the streets? You know... You they would could think do that, yeah, you, little uh, speed bumps. Yeah. Right. You yeah. would think it'd be easy to put speed bumps in streets. It seems like it's a whole headache to get that actually done. You know? Is it really? Yeah, uh, like, I know like I, I had a uh, street, and I was like, people come flying <laughs> down the street. Can we get some speed bumps here? It took years to get speed bumps. What, years because of the politics or years because of it, it you know? It yeah, can't be just because of just, like, putting the actual... No, 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 no. The speed bump itself, the installation of the speed bump, very quick operation. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah the politics of it all, George. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, it is what it is. Right. You live in some schmancy neighborhood, so there's that. I don't know about that. Schmancy. No, anyway, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, all right, so real quick. Um, I do, do. Laura, are there dog shower people still there? Oh, okay, we'll get to them in a second. Wow, more people want to talk about this, huh? Yeah. So this is taking off. This. Yeah. So anyway, before I finish here real quick. Yeah. Um, with Pat Bev, Russell Westbrook, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I believe. That children that are our future? I do. Lead them well that. and let them lead the way? Show them all the beauty they possess inside. There Give them go. a sense of pride and make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us all how we used to be. Well so, done. yeah. So, I, I I just believe that if you're the Lakers, mm-hmm. you can't let this thing fester for too long. Like, this is a Molotov cocktail, like, potentially waiting to happen, okay? You're saying you these have, two personalities, Beverly and Russell correct. Westbrook, in the same locker room. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if I had to guess, once they move Russ... And notice I said once they move for us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Beverly starting at point guard for this team. Because LeBron runs, you know, handles the ball anyway. So 
You just have him. Patrick Beverly is the type of three and D type of point guard that LeBron has generally played with. And that is, there's a lot of success with that particular model. You say when they move Russ and you're, you're, you're making an assumption now that they can't be in the same locker room. That these two I, guys... I just don't think... I, I don't think... Look, first, I don't think Russ fits with LeBron, as we've clearly discussed a million okay. times. Okay. But I also think that there is clearly a personality clash there. Yes. Okay. And so, from a front office perspective, it's like, hey, we need this kind of a player, and we need this kind of a personality mm-hmm. who fits that mold. Pat Beverly, okay, great. Um, what do they want? They want Taylor Horton Tucker and poor Stanley Johnson. I say it like that because Stanley Johnson came off the streets last year and actually contributed to the Lakers. He played well. He played yeah. well. For yeah. a guy. I mean, listen, he gave himself a shot to be back in the league. You know, this is a guy who was a lottery pick at one point. No doubt. And so, you know, like I say, I, call, I say poor Stanley Johnson because the guy was probably like, wait, what? Me? I thought I helped last year. Wait, really? Yeah, but he's going to be able to play more in Utah. So that's no doubt. Good thing. It's probably a great thing for the kid. Yeah. But you think that the Lakers front office made this move saying, we know we need, that we these need two Russ guys, insurance. We, we need insurance, right. We, we, we'll get all the stuff we thought we were getting from Russ from a fiery standpoint, plus we get a guy who actually plays defense and is more of a role player, and traditionally that kind of role player fits with LeBron really well at that position. So yes, I do think that that's what's happening. I think this is the first of multiple moves, if I had to guess. But real quick, just to finish up the conversation we were having about Taylor Horton Tucker and how they should have moved him last year, they should have moved him last year for Kyle Lowry. Um, and I know people are sitting here screaming, like John said that Kyle Lowry was awful last year. Kyle Lowry was not awful last year. Kyle Lowry got hurt and then looked awful when he tried to play coming off of an injury. But when he played through most of that season, he looked great in regards to the way that he moved the Heat's offense um, they were they ran the they were like a fast break team far more um, than they had ever been or had been in a really long time with Kyle out there pushing the pace. Um, he was great defensively. Had they traded him for Taylor Horn Tucker, the Lakers probably would have made the playoffs last year. Yeah, if I they remember wouldn't have thinking. Made, you know, I, I remember thinking to myself, was it last year? Or was it the year before? And maybe it was last year. But thinking, oh no, not yet, not yet. Uh, this this kid, Taylor Horn Tucker, not yet. Let's see what he's got. But. But I told you I'd trade him for Kyle Lowry all day, every day. And people screamed at me on the air calling in, and you backed them up because you did not want to trade him either. I'm like, well, no, I, I, was, I didn't want to give up on him too soon. Yeah. And but, now, that's, but that again, the GM, you have to make that call. You have to be able to know when you know, a player has peaked in your situation, right? Well, in this case, um, I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see. Can... If the Lakers cannot move Russ, now you've got Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook, who most people perceive that those two guys don't like each other. You you just documented. I mean, what, I don't think anyone. I don't think you need to perceive it. I would say that you know, it, it's it's so. Well, um, so if that's the case, and these two guys have beef dating back a few years, dating where, back to 2012 when Pat Beverly was going for a ball and. Russ landed awkwardly, and I can understand why Russ doesn't like Pat Beverly either, by the way. I'm not dismissing that part of the equation um, because, you know, Beverly plays hard until the whistle, and sometimes in that particular case, perhaps even a little after the whistle, and it and Russ hurt his knee, uh, and, and it was an injury that uh, cost him. So. Well, so, so here's what I'm hoping for now because you know me, George. I like the drama. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like the story, mm-hmm. you know. Now what I really want is I don't want Russell Westbrook being traded. I want to see what happens now. 
<sighs> Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly, two guys that are known as rivals, that people say they hate each other, these two guys. Now you put them in the same locker room, yeah. playing virtually the same position. Yeah. This has drama written all over it. It does have drama written all over it. Um, speaking of drama, Bill Plaschke has created this drama for no reason. Who? He's like, yeah, he says the Dodgers need to play it cool because they can eclipse the Seattle Mariners' 2001 uh, single-season victories record of 116 uh, by winning 31 of their last 39. But they shouldn't try that they should just blow it off, that they should just cool their jets and just kind of chill um, and and kind of prioritize winning a championship. And what I would say is, yeah, look, do I think that they need to you know, press the gas and play guys that, you know, a couple years ago, there was a similar situation, if you recall, right? Are you talking about and, when, the, when the Giants and the Dodgers were going right. for it? And I said, yeah, I don't care about the division. And people freaked out when I said that, too. I was on and the look, other side of that. Yeah, and it turned out just fine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You beat them in the playoffs. It's okay. So I, I'm okay with the Dodgers. I like, I, I'm okay with Plaschke taking that position, but the Dodgers are also in a different situation. They also have guys who are dinged up. They need to play guys like Dustin May. He needs to get some work in. When Kershaw comes back, he's going to need to get a little work in. So yeah, I just think, I do think they need to play cautious, but I, I don't think that they need to just like rest guys completely. I think, you, you know, you pick and choose your spots like you would. Uh, any other time during the regular season. I think the point is, and, and by the way, this Plaschke guy you speak of, right? I um, love Bill. And what, what, is his, what is his deal? What does he do? He's the columnist of the LA Times. The what? The, the columnist of the what? The LA Times. Oh, oh, I didn't know people still read newspapers. Oh, look at you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's a Bill shaking shot. That's a shot right back at the LA shaking Times. Shaking shot. That's right. That's right. You you publish in the L.A. Times that nobody listens to radio. And yesterday afternoon, in, on a Thursday afternoon, we have several hundred people show up at Union Station to hang out, to drink you know beer. You hard it is to get to Union Station at that time of day? Right. So so you're going to tell me that nobody listens to radio when you tell me about yeah, Bill Plaschke. I say to you, who reads the newspaper? Why do you care? I just have to battle back. That's all. I don't take things like that lying down. You feel me? Yeah, so when you say the L.A. Times, I'm like, well, who's that? Well, what is that? The LA what, do you, Times. what do you think the Dodgers should do then? Forget about the L.A. Times. Here's what I think. I think that the Dodgers do not need to say, hey, guess what? We're having this incredible year, and we need to try and become the all-time greatest no. team in the history of baseball. Right. We need to win more games than anybody's ever won, ever. Yeah. Like, if I were Dave Roberts, that would be, like, the least of my thoughts. Yeah. If it happens organically cool. and they just continue to win and stomp everybody that they play, so yeah. be it. But it's not like, hey, guys, listen, um, we're like, we need to win this many games in the last games to uh, to get to this, this all-time record. Who cares? It's, yeah. it's World Series or bust. And frankly, and I think you'll agree with this, if you don't win the World Series this season will not be considered a success Huge because you're that good. Although they've had some really crappy luck already, right? Like they lost their best pitcher. And they've not even they've lost a speed their bump on that. Second or third best pitcher, depending on the way you look at it in Kershaw. I mean, Udias has bounced back. He's been phenomenal. And, you know, Gonsolin has been phenomenal. And maybe you get, you know, you get May rolling and that works itself out. But, yeah, you're you're in a weird spot. Like, it's not like you're whole, but they have so much depth because Andrew Friedman is a genius um, that, you know, and, and look, I don't say that lightly. I But I that guy, I mean, I got a man crush on that dude. That you do, Friedman. do you? 
Oh, my God. I think he's brilliant. Do you think you have a bigger man crush on Andrew Friedman? Or you, or you think I have a boyfriend? Or do, you, or do you think I have a bigger man crush on Tom Brady? What do you think? Oh, no, you definitely have a bigger man crush on Tom Brady. You're like creepy man crush, though. You think so? Yeah, like you want to smell him and stuff. I don't want to smell like, uh, you know, you, like we did with Laura's boyfriend. Well, Laura's boyfriend smells delicious. What can I tell you? Right, I understand, but I don't want to smell Andrew Friedman. I'm fine with just like, well, if you're standing, man, yeah. if you're standing next to Andrew Friedman, I'm not going to smell him. No, if he, but yeah, but you might not intentionally smell him. But if he wears a lot of cologne, you might, I perhaps, and then you but might not say to him, intentionally. Which you might say, point. Andrew, you wanted to intentionally smell people, which is weird. Well, I, I don't know if I wanted to intentionally smell Laura's boo. It's he just doesn't that, wear too much cologne before you start going down that route. Well, it's not about too much. It's oh, about God. enough for me to smell him. Yeah. He just smells good. Now, yeah. what happened? I thought your boo. Can we get a dog person on real quick? I want to change the subject. I don't know. Oh, because I, I really want to talk about when going Boo's going to give me my cologne that he's making for me. Let me go to Noah real quick. Noah, you shower with your dog too? Hey, guys. No, I don't shower with my dog. First of all, let me make a couple quick points. I, my, I had a dog. We lost him recently. He was awesome. But I'm sorry, he man. like 90 pounds. When that dog would swim, I appreciate that. I, it's, it's so hard. But when that big boy would swim in a lake or a pool, he'd get out and 30 gallons of water would drip all over the place. Yeah. What, what dog are you showering with? And you, you clean the dog, and then you just send him out into the house while you no. finish showering? No, no, sir. What no, sir. Well, let me give you a little more detail around it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so number one, it's a, French bull, it's a French bulldog. So he's kind of a small dog, probably about 25 pounds, number one. Yeah. Number two. Well, he's like more like 30 because you you've been Well, he's a, little, he's a little hefty. Yeah. When I'm done showering and he's done showering and we've gotten the shampoo and the conditioner and the soap and everything else off, I get out of the shower, dry myself off, keep him in the shower, then I bring him out of the shower, and then I wrestle him to the ground and I dry him. So it's not like I let him out of the shower to just go free in the house to just, you know, you know, just kind of shake it all out all over the place. Shake it, shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture. You know who that is? Is that Outcast? Yeah! Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell to the year. Yeah. All right. More on the dogs. I know we have more dog people on the phone. We'll do more dogs. Plus, oh, Cappy. Yeah. Your favorite team is talking again. My favorite team is talking again. The Bolts are doing some talking. Mm-hmm. And people are talking about them. We'll tell you what was said next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, Gene Simmons, Cappy. I love Gene Simmons. 
You ever watch Gene Simmons' reality TV show? The, the Simmons, I don't know what it was called, The Family or something. Did you yeah. ever see that show? Gene Simmons, by the way, uh, Jewish, no? Yes, he is. My yeah. Hebraic hermano. Yeah. I was at a uh, Starbucks one morning in Beverly Hills, and uh, Gene and his wife walked in. And, of course, I mean, he stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And I stood behind him in the line. And I didn't say anything, which I'm sure shocks you. <clears throat> yeah, but it does shock me, actually. I was just, I was just so consumed with looking at his hair because it's like a force field. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. And it's like it, I wanted to touch it, you know? Like I wanted to touch that hair. <laughs> of course you did. You know? Don't touch anyone's hair, bro. Well, I was going to ask. I wasn't going to do it without asking. No, no, don't, don't no, even don't do that. that. Yeah, yeah. I love Gene Simmons, and by the way, I love Laura, Paul Stanley too. Someone just too. randomly came up to you and just said, "Can I touch your hair?" How would that? How would the reaction? Hell no! We talked about this. Somebody tried to do that. Really? Who did yes. that? When I was at a, we happened a while ago. Like we were talking about curly hair. This guy goes, "Oh, I love your curls. Can I touch them?" I'm like, "What the hell? No, that's weird." No. Don't touch people's hair. No. It's not that weird. It is very. Yes, weird. it is. There was a guy that was at the uh, at Union Station yesterday, and he had this long goatee. He came up to us at a commercial break, yeah. and had I had more time with him, I would have been like, bro, can I touch that? What's wrong with you? I mean, it's just, Ew. I can't grow a goatee that's four or five inches long, Yeah, and I'd love to know what it feels like, so since I can't grow it, and he's got one, it's like, my man, can I feel that? <laughs> my man. Do yeah. you also touch, like, pregnant ladies' bellies? Yes, I do. Oh, You're that guy. That you are guy. totally that guy. Yeah, I'm yes. like, yo, can I touch no, your no, belly? Let me no, let me no. send some positive like, vibrations like, to your little baby. Like, not like strangers, though. No, not like I'm not, like, walking up to, like, stranger lady, like, people I don't know, like, hi, can I touch your belly? Do you remember, did you, there's, like, a Southwest commercial that somebody was doing that, and the lady's like, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you want to get away? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's, That's very funny. Though. Yeah. Hey, Laura, um... So your boo is not going to make me a cologne potion? No, because you're hella sus. We've talked about this. You went back into the hella sus category. That's hella uncool. Tomorrow. Okay. Hella sus. Just Ode saying. to Kaplan. Oh, that's I mean, a good name. He offered to make me a cologne concoction. I mean, kind of adjacent to that, you know. I no, told I don't. Him. Yeah. I think he was just like humoring you. Yes, exactly. But you didn't yeah. catch on to that. I don't oh, think he really? was actually like really interested. In really, that. I thought that he's like a chemist. He takes a little bit of Polo, takes a little bit of Dracar Noir, no. takes a little bit of Aqua Velva, no. Jupe. You know, yeah. no. You can ask him tomorrow, Cappy. Okay, yeah, you'll good. see him tomorrow. He's gonna be there. Yeah. All right, and is he gonna be bringing his dance moves? No. no Where the hell is he gonna? Event. Exactly. Yeah. Where the hell is he gonna? At Hollywood dance? Park Casino that we'll be doing for three hours. I'm gonna yeah. bring my boombox. Okay. Okay. Speaking of booming, yeah, Justin Herbert's voice is booming. And by the way, was mm -hmm. being asked, what podcast was he on, Lindsay? What podcast was this? Uh, this was yesterday. Hold on. I, I tried to get to this yesterday, but I couldn't get to it because it was all hell broke loose at yeah. Union Station. Oh, but is you it did it on the, on the Saki show. Yes. No, what's the Saki show? That's <laughs> your other show. Oh, no. Of, well, of course I talked about this on my other show. Yeah, the but, Saki show. Yeah, I don't call it the Saki show. No, but it's we could call it that without, you know, without just like a fun name for it. Oh, okay. But isn't this from the NFL Network, Lens? It's from the Chargers. They have a series like on YouTube and it's called All In. Oh, I didn't know that. Then I it's guess I'm talking about teams. something different. Yeah. So he was asked about how tightly contested the AFC West was. And he omitted one particular quarterback when talking about the great quarterbacks. Let's take a listen to old Justin Herbert. I think it's great because you want to play the best. And... 
if we want to be the team that we want to be, you have to go through teams like that, and you have to play the Patrick Mahomes, the Russell Wilsons. They've they've all got weapons, and they've all got pretty good defenses too. And so it's it's definitely going to be a challenge. Oh, Raider fan, you didn't even mention your man. <laughs> Derek Carr's had a rough week, man. Have you seen this, or have you only heard this? No, I've only heard it. Okay, I so, saw it, and he okay. he definitely like skips over him on purpose, like on purpose. Like he kind of like looks up, like oh, am I going to do this? Yes, I'm going to do this. So I I kind of agree that he either intentionally did not mention the Raiders. Or um, he just inadvertently was like, well, yeah, I mean, think about what we got here in this division. I mean, think about it. You got now Russell Wilson in Denver. Obviously, mm-hmm. people love Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Um, he doesn't mention Derek Carr, but you know, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl. Both Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson have been to two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr has not sniffed a Super Bowl. No, he hasn't so, gotten to the first round. Right, so is it intentionally disrespectful to Derek Carr. And then there's one other part of this because I saw it rather than just hearing it. And I got a bunch of buddies of mine that are like, no, dude, they edited it out. They edited it. You can see the edit. I'm like, I don't see the edit. I don't hear the edit. So, Lindsay, you saw it. Do you see it? Yeah, edit? I don't see the edit. And yeah, I'm I don't an either. Editor. I don't either. There's no edit there. I don't no think way. so either. So, what do you guys think? You think that Justin Herbert is intentionally. Disrespecting no, I, I Derek think Carr. He thinks, I think he thinks like you, which is probably a rare thing for that for you know for Justin Herbert that he thinks like you. But I would say that he's like, yeah. I mean, those two guys have won Super Bowls and like have been to a couple of them, and you know, like I haven't, and the other guy hasn't. So why bring him up? Yeah. Well, I think that's. I mean, yeah. I don't know that I find it to be like intentionally. Oh no, no. I, I think no. I, I think he he just like like yeah, that guy's not on their level. Yeah. He's not. I think that I think that that is fairly, you know, obvious that that's the point. Yeah, but but, he, but he's right, isn't he? No, he's right. But I, you know, Raider fans hearing that and they're like, you know, they can't be thrilled about that. It's been a rough week for them. Well, poor Derek Carr, right? I mean, yeah. first Tom Brady tells him, you know, tells the world. That, well, not the even Tom bleeper. Brady, right? Yeah. It's not even Tom Brady, really. Wasn't it more? Wasn't it more like Dana White? Dana White told the world, but the, then if you research the story. Tom Brady said, yeah, I can't believe they decided to keep uh, that mother bleeper instead instead of bringing me in. Yeah. yeah. And Dana White telling the story about how Tom Brady was already looking for houses in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, Gronk brought it up initially because and Dana White even said, like, I wasn't going to tell this story. But then, you know, Gronk brought it up. So here's what happened. Right. Yeah. You know what? Um, this kind of stuff, I got to say, makes me root for the Raiders. Makes me want to see the Raiders, because I love underdogs. I love teams that defy the odds, because that's what underdogs do. I like teams that say, you know what, the world doesn't believe in us, but we do. And our internal rallying cry is, it's us against the world, blah, blah, blah. I like that stuff. I would love to see the Raiders shock the world this year. I would love to see the Raiders win the but division. But do you believe that that's No, I don't. I don't believe yeah, it. I was no, just going to say. I don't like, believe yeah. that, but I really I think the Raiders it. can be a much better team this year and still finish in last place in their division. Possible. It really is. Because if, if the AFC West is the best division in football, which many people think it is. Oh, no, I think it is. 
So if you look at the AFC West and you think it's the best division in football, that's because you think that the top three teams in the division are going to go toe-to-toe. Okay, so so the Chiefs, I believe, over-under is like 10.5 or 11, depending on where you look. Mm -hmm. The Broncos over-under is like 10, and I believe, or 10.5, depending on where you look. The Chargers over-under is 10. And the Raiders is eight and a half. It's not like it's they think that they're going to be a losing have a losing record. So, well, they could I guess at eight and nine. But it, it you know like everybody thinks that division is going to be really damn good. But the but the Broncos. Why do you think that everybody thinks? I'm asking you to analyze I mean, everybody Wilson, else's thought process. Exactly, yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a first year. They head have coach. a good defense though. To Herbert's point, they do have a good defense. But but they also Denver has a first year head coach. I'm not saying first-year head coaches can't be really good. I'm not saying first-year head coaches can't lead teams to the playoffs. We've seen what Sean McVay I mean, we've was. We've seen a lot of that, actually, right. yeah, recently especially. But, but I will just say, Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, which, by the way, if you walked up to 100 NFL fans and said, who's the head coach of the Denver Broncos, would be like, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So Nathaniel Hackett is a first-year head coach, Yeah. and he's working with Russell Wilson for the very first time. Yeah, he was Aaron Rodgers' uh, guy in Green That's Bay. Right. That's right. Prior to that, so yeah. I, I mean, I mean t- and he's got a long career uh, as an assistant, and you know, I mean, he also is, you know, comes from a football family. Right? He absolutely so, does. I mean, yeah. when his his father, yeah. who oh. was a coach at USC at USC. one time, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. his father was my head coach in college. And at, at Pitt, yes, and Nathaniel yeah. Hackett was like a ten year old little ball boy walking around, right. So and you've known Nathaniel. I've I've known the kid practically his whole life. Yeah. And, and do you know him, know him, or do you yeah, just no, you know like, him back know him, then? know him. Like like there's a lot of closeness there. Good for you. You well, can you, so if you see Nathaniel Hackett. Right. And I say bring it in. He brings it in. Immediately. Okay. Lots of love. So should I then get you on the sidelines for that game? Which game? I'm doing a Broncos game. Broncos, Which Broncos? Texans. Oh, Week Broncos two. Texans. Oh, that's a good game. It's a good game. Do you want me to do it so that way you see him and you can say, bring it in? Do you have that kind of juice? I mean, I can ask. I don't know if I'm getting you paid, though. Oh, well, I'm not not doing that. I'm not doing that without pay. I mean, why would I do that? Come hang out with me and Beto? I mean, that sounds fun. That does sound fun. You know, I got 20 years of sideline work. I I may have, like, a college uh, game day hit the day before. You want to go to, like, College Station and then go to Denver? Not really. Yeah. Not really. I mean, it sounds like kind of fun, but eh, you got other things going on. Yeah. But saying. anyway, I, I would in. like. All right. So uh, anyway, Nathaniel brings it in. Okay. So, but go ahead. So here's the thing. So so Russell Wilson, we all think, obviously, he's a Super Bowl champion quarterback. He's Correct. Been there tw- he's been there twice. No doubt. He's I, I happen to like Russell Wilson. I know a lot right. of other people think he's corny. They got kinda, good young weapons, too, the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Denver is a team that should improve because they have a star quarterback. Correct. Kansas City is the most consistent of all of these teams in terms of their coach, their quarterback, oh, yeah, yeah, their yeah. system, their Correct. coaching staff. Yeah. Other other than you know a player here or there that's, that's tons that's of moved. continuity except Tyreek Hill for the most part. Well, and now Hardman is also injured and hurt, but okay, for the most so, part they got they got some decent continuity there. Right. And then with the Chargers, we all know how everybody loves the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, listen, I hate the ownership, but I like the yeah. quarterback too. I like the coach personally. I know you don't love him, but I I don't love him. Um, I, think I like that, him. I like the aggressiveness. I know you do, and the aggressiveness uh, cost him at the end of okay. last year. Right, but I'll, so I'll, you know, it'll well, you know, out. we'll see, George. It'll be cur- I'll be curious to see if he's as aggressive this year as he was last year. I bet you he will be. I'll bet you he won't be. Oh, what do you want yeah. to bet? 
Yeah, I th- I think he'll be less aggressive on fourth down. Okay. I think it was I think it was kind of cute last year. Okay. Okay. But- I, I I I let me, I want to see the numbers and we can make an actual bet on this. All right, we can do that. We can All do right, that. Let's do that. But before that, let's go to Radio Tinder. We're back in 2 minutes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks, Christopher. You guys big fans of Wizard of Oz? Uh, mm, eh. No, guess not? Okay. I mean, I like it. Have you ever ever done the whole, like, Wizard of Oz to Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon thing? No, tell me about that. I don't know what (laughs) that is. Like a planetarium? (laughs) You've never heard that, Cap? No, never, I swear to you. So, I did this when I was in, like, middle school. If you line up the album you have to play the album not the cd the album of the dark side of the moon mm-hmm. by pink floyd mm-hmm. you play it on a record player and okay. you start it at through the third roar of the mgm line at the beginning of the wizard of oz movie mm-hmm. the soundtrack like it's like a soundtrack to the movie the album lines up with the movie it's crazy as soon as she opens the door to oz the beginning of the song money plays it's like ching 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 you know all like the cash registers and stuff when it turns into color it's pretty crazy i have never heard of this Really? Yes, I promise you. Wow, yeah, Google it. There's like a, It's like Pink Floyd, Wizard of Oz. Google it. Not it's really there you go, Cappy. Cappy. What, you guys yeah. all know about this? I mean, I was somewhat familiar. Mm-hmm. Laura, you are? It. Yeah. I, really? I mean, I'm a big Wizard of Oz fan, so mm-hmm. yes. You know, there's also a rumor that a guy hung himself, and yes. it's like, you can see it in the back of the movie. And I the played that one? Yes. Yeah, like so many times, and it kind of does look like that. There was a, one of my professors, super, super sidetrack um, at Mount Sac, was like big on all of that. So we we know about all of it. Shout out to Mount Sac. Love Mount Sac. Yes, go Mounties. Me and Funchy went there. Yeah. Wasn't was it a Carlo. munchkin, the, 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 you know, one of the, char- the munchkin yes. characters? Mm-hmm. Allegedly. And didn't, did Allegedly you also go to Cal State Northridge, by the way, Laura? Did you go to Cal State Northridge? Uh, no, Cal Poly Pomona. Who went to Cal State Northridge? Didn't we have some Cal State Northridge? Jesse. Jesse okay. Lopez. Okay, yeah. got it. Because I, I, I met their basketball Season. coach the other day. Season. My wife went there. What an amazing guy. Season's my- great, man. Season's great. That's cool. All right. All right. Here we go. All right, so as I'm sure everyone's heard, it must have been living under a rock by now, that Chet Holmgren's season is officially over. So over the weekend, the Thunder's number two overall pick in the draft participated in Jamal Crawford's the crossover Pro-Am game, and he got injured while trying to guard LeBron during a fast break. The game had to be canceled not long after that due to unsafe court conditions because it was too slippery. So I'm wondering... With this happening, with such a high-profile guy and, like, a high pick, do you guys think that this is going to make NBA teams discourage players from participating in such events in the future? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Um, I mean, will NBA teams try to? Sure, I probably would venture to guess that they may, uh, so I'll swipe right. But I don't think they're actually going to be able to do that because the reality is these guys play in the summer anytime anyway. Like, it, it just they play, whether it's games at UCLA or random games elsewhere like this just happened to be a scenario where there was a a lot of condensation on the floor because of the arena um, being so packed and the weather situation in Seattle that day and it's just like a perfect storm of awfulness for Chet Holmgren so 
Yeah, I'm going to swipe left. I don't think the NBA teams are going to try and get these players to not play in these games. Um, I think this is a freak accident. Um, have you guys seen the video of what happened? Yeah, yeah you, you can't really tell. Like, I couldn't at least like tell where he got hurt. Well, right. So, so LeBron is driving he was towards the rim. basically, yeah. Yeah, and then when LeBron goes up to put the ball in the hoop, it, it doesn't look like LeBron comes down on him. It doesn't look like LeBron really no. had anything to do with it. No, I had nothing. You know? Yeah. And listen, this is a really tall, skinny yeah. dude, you know? And I wonder if this is actually, I know this is going to sound weird, could this be good news for this kid? Because this will give him a year. Obviously, he's going to have to rehab this this ankle. But you know what? Somebody get that kid a Big Mac. In fact, 10 of them. That guy needs to put on like 30 pounds. He's like 7 feet tall and weighs about 150 pounds. Well, but here's the thing. You don't want him putting on a ton of weight if he's you know rehabbing a Liz Frank injury. That might make a little bit of sense because, you know, they'll put on weight and then it hurts his foot a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's All actually, I'm saying is that dude is super skinny. You wanted to put on a little muscle, sure, but not like, you don't want to put him, like, you wanted to put on 50 pounds. That's I mean, that guy, way. that guy right there, that Chet, what's his name, Chet Holmgren? Holmgren, mm-hmm. yeah. That guy makes Kevin Durant look like, you know, Mr. Universe. He's that skinny. It's a very unpopular take that's been going around on the internet today, Cap, just so you know. Which, which is what? That, oh, it's his own fault because the guy's so skinny. Maybe he needs to bulk no. up a little bit. No, no, no. I don't, that, no, that's it, a freak. The foot thing. had nothing to do with it. I mean, it was, it's, it's a completely freak accident. He, that's stepped some, he stepped wrong, and that's it. it. He didn't even touch LeBron. Like, it just no, he stepped I don't, wrong. Yeah, I mean, LeBron had nothing to do with it. It just stinks that it happened while he was trying to. Oh, no, to it sucks him. because, I mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, you know, were, are, are a young, up-and-coming team, and they own the assets of, like, every team in the NBA for the next 37 years. So there's that, you know. So, all right, what's next? All right, so a new study finds that being a boy, mom, or dad might be better for you for your marriage. Ryan Seacrest revealed in today's hack that couples who have a son are less likely to get divorced. According to the report that he read, having a son reduces your chance of divorce by 9%. They found that families with all boys make for far more stable marriages because apparently a son can draw a father into more active parenting. So you guys... Both have boys and girls. Do you think that having a son requires more active parenting? Swipe left or swipe right? Go ahead, Cappy. You can start. I will swipe right and say that having a son does require more active parenting, I think. I think. This is an instant reaction. Um, my girls are easy. They're, they're motivated. They're ambitious. They're self-starters. I don't have to stand over them. I don't have to ask them if they've done their homework. I don't even think I've ever asked any of my daughters to see their report cards. I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating one bit. My son, on the other hand, dude, I had to police this guy. I had to be all over him. I had to help him with everything. And um, I found that fathering a son versus girls, much easier to be a dad to girls. Just my own experience. What do you think, George? Uh, Yeah, I think there's more active parenting um, in the sense of... Although the the divorce stuff, I don't. I mean, I guess there's stuff on like information on that, but I, I don't know. I don't feel I, that's the thing that I was kind of like, kind of surprised by. But it's only a nine percent difference, so it's really not that big of a. Difference, it seems right? somewhat negligible, but nonetheless, yeah, yeah boys are harder. Um, I, you know, my son is nonstop from the minute he gets up. Yeah. My daughter was very to Cap's point. Um, already at, at younger than my son is at this stage. I remember at two and a half, we were living in Pasadena. She was two and a half. We were living in Pasadena. And I remember one time 
I uh, I walked into the the kitchen. And I said to my wife, "Where's Arian? I haven't seen her for like ninety minutes." She's like, she's been sitting in her room just playing by herself. Yeah, like with whatever dolls or whatever you know. Like, and I was just like, "Oh, cool, that's great." That would never happen with Mateo. We would never lose him for ninety minutes because he would come and like. <laughs> tackle one of us in like 20 minutes max so yeah like i just think there's a different energy um and you know like i i just think that there's because of that like i don't know girls to cap's point just easier in the sense of like particularly when they're young uh they want their they i feel like girls mature faster um i know that that's like an old wives tale but i do feel like there's something to that um oh dude that is 100 percent accurate yeah, and I think that with boys, there's more physical safety issues, right? Because they just generally seem more energetic. Um, and communication with boys is definitely harder than with girls. Like, Mateo's way more stubborn than Arya ever was. And Arya was always very uh, much of a rule follower. We're not that he's not, but he was willing to try to, like, push you on those rules. And I never had those issues. So I can only speak for my own kids, and you can only speak for yours, but that seems to be... The case for sure. It's, it's funny though. I got a call from a buddy of mine today. He was going to pick up his son from high school, and his son's a senior in high school, and his daughter's a sophomore in high school. And I'm like, "How's it going?" He's like, "Dude, my son's a disaster." He's like, "This kid could care less about school. Doesn't want to do anything else other than play video games." My daughter, she runs the school. My son, he don't want anything to do with the school. So I, it just my experience has been the boys are a whole lot harder than the girls. Do yeah. you think that it has anything to do with the order that they were born in? Because my brother was the last one born in my family, and I know for a fact that he was easier than me and my younger sister, for sure. No, because my son's the the second of two. My daughter was the first. Like, yeah, my so. son's the first of four. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think for parents, it's easier the second time or the third time or whatever, because you've already... Like, we, you know, we were probably... And every parent goes through this. You're probably super overprotective with the first one because you don't know what the hell you're doing. Right. And then by the second one, you're like, "Yeah, you're good." Yeah, you know, like, 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 like just even today, I'm still managing my son's like whole emotional thing. He calls me today. He's like, "Dad, we, we we they were practicing football today. You know, the football season's going to kick off one week for today from today for his his college football team." He's like, "Dad, I went five of seven today on field goals, and my coach is screaming at me." He's like, "I don't know if I can play for this guy." And it's like still dealing with a 12 year old child. My daughter, who's 20 years old, who goes to Boise State. She's like, hey, dad, guess what? I'm like, what? She goes, I got a second job. I'm like, you got a second job because you don't ever want to ask for any money. And my son, I still got to manage his his whole like ego. I mean, it's it is. I'm telling you, girls, my girls, as easy as can be. My son still a pain in the ass. Feels good. Uh, Quickly, one more. Okay, one more really quick. So Demi Lovato, she said that she has some regrets about making so many documentaries about herself while she was in her 20s. During a recent interview, the singer reflected on the last decade of her life, saying, quote, Honestly, I'm really sick of watching myself, and I think other people probably are too. Since 2012, Demi Lovato released three documentaries in addition to a Peacock show where she and alien experts try to answer questions about extraterrestrial life. So that's kind of weird. But would you guys ever want a documentary made about your life? And if you did, do you think people would watch it? Kepi. What do you think I'm going to say, George? I think you're going to say yes. Yes and yes. I'm going to say no and yes. No as in you don't think you would want to do one. And yes, people would watch it even if if you did do one. Yeah, in other words, no, I don't feel like I need to do one or want to do a documentary about my life, but I do think that if I did a documentary about my life, people would be like, are you kidding me? Like, really? Like, Because I think everybody has stories, 
Not that I'm more interesting than anybody else. I just think everybody has a story to tell. And if you just hear people's stories, you're like, oh, damn, I didn't know that. Wow, that's interesting. Hmm, wow, how do you do that? how that happen? So I don't really want one, but if I made one, I think people would find it interesting. Hmm. Georgie? Okay. Uh, I, I don't want a, a, a documentary on my life. I don't. I definitely don't. And I don't think anyone would want to watch, to be honest with you. So, Not that interesting, huh? I mean, there's interesting stuff. One day we could talk about it over drinks. But I'd I just watch don't. It. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, Lindsay, you watch every documentary. Sure, I watch. Both <laughs> right, you watch both of ours. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they both I think be we do, though. We should do a documentary, uh, like a uh, audio thirty for thirty on uh, on this show one day. We should. I actually love that idea. I mean, we're already super self involved to begin with. Right? I know, I mean, right? So, yeah. We are our own TMZ, as Christopher says. Right. Yeah. We have award shows about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do That's have award true. shows about us. It's true. Because we're sus. Hella sus. <laughs> Hella sus, yeah. All right. That is what you need to know. Brad. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong one. That is a Radio Tinder. Uh, by the way, hmm. our Radio Tinder sponsor is coming back because Tequila Mandala, Cappy and Lindsay and Laura, is coming back starting Good. next week. They are Good. coming back for the whole year. Uh, we love Tequila Mandala. We're going to do some cool stuff with Tequila Mandala, by the way, with the audience at some point. Um, we're going to make that happen. Um, but I'm very excited to have them back, which means uh, also more products for all of us, too, which yeah. includes you and, and Lindsay, uh, Lindsay and Laura as well, not just you, Cappy. Was that put into the deal? Uh, yeah, I had that conversation today with uh, Jason. Good, that, uh, good. That good we job, were going to get some product for everyone, uh, including the girls, because I felt like you got, uh, interestingly enough, you got more product than anyone. Not that that surprise, should surprise everyone, because you I always why I did that. Oh, no, no. I did more I did. than I, me. He definitely yeah. got more than me. I did. I did. I got a lot of product. And it's technically my endorsement. Yeah, I did. I got a lot of product. He probably asked for it. No, you no, I, no, no. That's absolutely not true. You know what? You I'm want to know the truth? Because this would be part of my my documentary. Yes. Yeah. Please tell us the story. They were like, "Hey, can we get a little added value?" I'm like, "Sure. What can I do to help?" They're like, "How about some product placement?" I'm like, "Be my pleasure." So there it was on my podcast on video. There it was, sitting in the background, and then people were like, what's that? I'm like, that's Tequila Mandala. It is pretty on the eyes. Yes, it, it is. It is pretty on the eyes. It's a, a beautiful, beautiful it's bottle. A, it's a conversation piece, the bottle itself. I no mean, doubt. they're from Jalisco. What can I say? Yeah. Um, all right. So that is uh, Radio Tinder brought to you if, back next week. It'll be brought to you again by our friends at Tequila Mandala. So shout out to Tequila Mandala. Love the guys. Thank you guys for believing in us. And, uh, and we look forward to having more and more uh, drinks together. All right. And with the entire crew. Uh, all right. But coming up next, Balake's back. Right. We're going to do Balake again because there's yeah. more Dodger stuff that we haven't gotten to. Um, and we, you know, we were focusing on his beer drinking yesterday. Yeah, we we can kind of get a recap on that, too. Yeah, we a little yeah. follow up. So we'll do some Dodgers and beer drinking with Balake next. Oh, yeah. Come on, Cappy. Do your thing. I love it. Uh, uh, uh. I was just reading an article today. Somebody published an article. Who's the best rapping singer of all time? And like Lauren Hill's name was on there. Missy Elliott's name, Drake. Um, I didn't really have a strong opinion about it. Drake in that conversation, but no, not me personally. I like Drake, but I don't Mm -hmm. think of him like that. Drake's a good singer, but like his old rap stuff is good. But like lately, no, no, not for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I, I think Lauren Hill and Missy Elliott are on a different level than him personally. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. That thing. What article were thing, you reading? That thing. That what article? thing. Um, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, 
gosh, I'm trying to find it. Was it, it was Blake a, and his Substack? It was not, although I did read Blake's Substack earlier today, and I swear to you, George, I'm not joking around here. I almost cried. You well, you read the email. I was going to say, wait, how? Because did you, you didn't subscribe to yeah. the Substack. Yeah. No, but I but I saw it on Twitter, and then I clicked on it, and I was right. Like, he gave it. Oh, he did. That's right. He had a free version for this today. This particular article was free. Blake, Just thank for you cheapos for, like you, Cappy. Right. Thank yeah, you, Blake, for saying the nice things that you said uh, about us. Uh, it was very kind of you to write about the show and your relationship with the show, and uh, we appreciate you and what you do for us every week, which is talk Dodgers. Yeah, no, of course. You know, I talked about last week when I hit a thousand subscribers. I was talking about the community that I built there, and I wanted to talk about you know the community, especially after being there last night, getting to meet everyone, having the good time, and I feel like it's something you know not a lot of people know about and. They definitely should. So hopefully you're able to get some uh, new members into the community today. Hopefully a few extra listeners on the drive home because uh, hopefully this show is uh, expanding and reaching out more than it was uh, 24 hours ago. I don't know, dude. I, I'm, t- I'm not joking. Like I almost started crying. I was like, this kid, look at this kid. What a beautiful kid. I loved it, man. I, I read that article this morning. I was, uh, well, you don't, you don't need to know where I was at the time. But um <laughs> But I loved it. It was a great article. But let, can we just recap before we talk Dodgers? Can we just recap what happened yesterday? You were going to drink one beer per Dodger run. Little did you know that they were going to score 12. And it got late into the game. And I'm trying to remember who it was that hit a home run. And we were sitting there because it was about 9 o'clock at night. And you were like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like, like there were guys hitting home runs that you did not expect it. And then, you know, you were only like five of 12 beers in. Yeah, but you also had huge beers, so they should count for more than one. Yeah, that that well, yeah. The, I'm just remembering last night when uh, Cap was there. I'm just sitting there. He's like, "Yeah, here, uh, here, have some food." And I just see Austin Barnes hitting like a three run home run. Right, Austin Barnes. You've got to be kidding me right now. But yeah, I know a couple weeks ago when I said on the show, it's like, "Yeah, I'll just do something fun. I'll, I'll do a drink for every run they score." Because I was thinking the game's going to start at seven. I was like, "The show is at seven. I might be there for a couple innings. They're not going to score, you know, score a whole bunch of runs." I was not expecting the entire community and apparently everyone else on Twitter to uh, be back in this and shit sending me DMs every time the Dodgers scored a run saying a drink up. And yeah, unfortunately didn't get to the 12. Um, not a man of my word, but like I said, the, the fact that I was able to pound some down and like George said, they were some heavy beers. You know, I, I wasn't going for the Coors Light or the No, that was your mistake. That was your mistake. Yeah. That, it was, and and I, I George, George, this was the best part of it. So Blake is sitting there, right? And he's mm-hmm. many beers in and we're all like, oh no, how's he going to get home? I'm actually asking him, I'm like, where do you live? Maybe I'll drive him home. Then he told me where he lived and I was like, nah, I ain't driving you home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but at one point, I, I was sitting there talking to Dead Meow 5, and Dead Meow's like, no, dude, he has to drink 12 beers. I'm like, Dead Meow, he can't drink 12 beers. Look at him. Yeah, and he goes, making it. And here's what Dead Meow says. We have to do it for the bit. <laughs> I'm like, Dead Meow. We're going to have a dead Blake. We cannot have this. This kid cannot drink any more beers. And Laura, I think it was you who actually finally said, cut him off. That's it. Yeah, I did. I said, absolutely, he's not doing the 12. He did... Six, about five and a half, six beers, and then his pregame, which was three. So he got close, but I said, he's not doing anymore. He's done. Yeah. When the Dodgers were scoring runs yesterday, I don't think people were really cheering for the Dodgers scoring runs. I think they were cheering every, for Blake to right. drink beers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that. Yeah. Yeah. I put that in my article. I was like, it was like game seven of the World Series, the way people were going nuts over some runs against the Brewers. I mean, everyone was bad. I mean, then again, if I was in their situation, I had a friend that was in my shoes, I would be hoping for 20 runs. But, yeah, I mean, I think it added a little more incentive to the game because, you know, this is a regular season game against the Brewers. But people like, you know, Austin Barnes grounded out to end an inning. 
And people were getting upset because they were like, man, they could have scored six runs in that first inning. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, they were upset when they were runners in scoring position and they didn't bring them home. Now, right. Blake, let me ask you a question. What What is the latest on Kershaw? So it, it sounds like he's actually going to be back a lot earlier than many anticipated. He was supposed to be, you know, still throwing a few more, few more bullpen sessions and throwing off a mound. The plan was really September, but he's already started throwing off a mound. And the latest Dave said a couple of days ago, it doesn't look like he's going to need a rehab start. So I think we could probably expect him back. I don't think he gave an exact timeline, but I think within the next week, Kershaw's going to be back in the rotation, which is certainly good news because when I heard this initially with his you know, lower back injury, I was expecting middle to late September at the absolute earliest with a little bit of doubt that he'll even be ready for October. So the fact that, yeah, he'll be back within the next week is insanely good news for the Dodgers. What about like back-end uh, you know, bullpen help that's supposed to still come back? Yeah, so the Dodgers, as if their you know, bullpen couldn't get even better, they got guys like Blake Trinan. He'll be back within the next week. Tommy Canley, Victor Gonzalez, these are guys that are currently rehabbing in AAA. So I know the roster expands a couple on September 1st, I believe, so they're going to have some space. But they have some really, really good arms that are going to be coming. And it's going to be an interesting September because we all know that the division's already locked up. But I think it's going to be a huge month for a lot of these fringe bullpen pieces. They're going to be pitching for that spot on the October roster because, like I talked about a couple weeks ago, you have probably 15 or 16 quality arms and it's only going to go to 12 guys. So it's going to be quite the battle in September with some of these guys coming back. Isn't that interesting that uh, we were talking about this earlier, George, about should they be going for like the all-time win total? Um, they may not be trying to, but there might be so much competition for a playoff roster spot that it might just automatically happen. You know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Just the competition for it, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, if you had to guess, right, like let's say May pitches his way into the rotation, right, or maybe he doesn't, I don't know. Like, you know what, I won't put any any constraints on this. If you had to guess a three- or four-man rotation for the postseason, what would it consist of? I'm still trying my best to figure it out because I have no clue. We know that Julio, he's going to be locked in, and Kershaw's going to be locked in as well. After that, I don't think there's any guarantees. Personally, I think Dustin May is going to be in there. I know a lot of people are talking about him being a potential reliever, but the Dodgers wanted to build his arm up so he could be a starter. So I think he gets that third spot. And as we see in the postseason, rotations shrink down to four. So that leaves Tyler Anderson, Tony Gonsolin, and Andrew Heaney battling for that final spot. I think it goes to uh, Tony Gonsolin, and I think Anderson and Heaney get pushed to the bullpen. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, Blake, Good problem we gotta- to have. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, <laughs> think about it. Tony Gonsolin could be the ERA leader and, and not make the the playoff. Uh, that would rotation. be hard to believe, though, wouldn't it? it, it I mean, it's, it could happen, though. He's not. It's not crazy. Um, Blake, always a pleasure, brother. Great to have you on again today. Yeah, it was great uh, thank to have you, you for yesterday. coming out. Thank you for all the kind words. Always appreciate it, guys. Whenever the next event is in a couple months, I'll make up those, uh, those beers I have. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Hollywood Park <laughs> Casino. <laughs> All right, we got to run. I need, I need a few more days to recover. All right. <laughs> See you, Blake. All right, All right coming up next, Cappy, you took a shot at the Chargers. Or you wanted to make a bet about the Chargers. Sorry, after Justin Herbert took a shot at the Raiders. We're going to revisit that, and you're going to lose this bet, and I'm going to explain why. We'll get to that next.